This episode is sponsored by ProVital Solutions. Then it transitioned into when I decided that I still wasn't happy. So pause, Mm -hmm. no matter what company you're in, Mm -hmm. no matter what city you're in, if you're truly not happy, it's not going to make you happy. Doesn't matter. So I was still waking up like, I mean, making great money out there, renting my house out here. So living rent free, essentially in the most beautiful sunset again. Right. I've grown to make a lot of friends and I was still miserable. Yeah. Boyfriend not falling in love out there. Right. Because right. That's a big piece in yeah. people's lives. And I was like, what in the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And I'll never forget this moment. I was like sitting on my kitchen table in Pacific beach, San Diego, probably a bottle or two deep. And I was like, I am going to start a spin studio. I'm Megan Armstrong. Welcome to Life Six Feet Above. Six Feet Above was created when I started to share my story of spending 16 years wanting to be six feet under to now living a life full and happy six feet above. The more that I started to talk about my journey, my struggles and my past, the more I realized people were genuinely interested and not judgmental at all, which is what I'd feared for so long. In fact, Other people wanted to talk about their story as well, and for some reason they trusted me to do so. So the Six Feet Above podcast is my way of helping to share other people's stories, finding out what works for them to create a life of happiness. Before we start this episode, I want to let you know it has some explicit language and some very serious subject matter. It may be triggering or sensitive to certain people. Please listen with discretion. This is Ashley's story. So today on the Six Feet Above podcast, I'm joined by a friend of mine, Ashley Francis, who I think we met, I don't know, I think you walked into Sculpt House like four years ago, right? It was a while ago. It might've been three and a half, but yeah, yeah, I think four four years ago, I was still in San Diego, but yeah, three and a half. And that went pretty fast. Flew by. (laughs) So Ashley is the founder of Turn Studios in Sandy Springs, the owner. And, um, you know, just being in the the fitness field and having that sort of identity, I feel like when you walked in and you you told me what you were doing and that you were going to move from San Diego to start the spin studio, I'm like, yep, you're, you're my people. Like we hit it off right away and I'm, I'm glad that you made the move, but that's a big move. Yeah, it was a bigger move to move to San Diego originally. Where are you from originally? Originally from here in Atlanta. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So you were born and raised here? Born and raised here in Snellville. Okay. Where everybody's somebody. (laughs) If y'all ever watched American Idol way back in the day, there was a Diana DeGarmo and she's from Snellville and that was her tagline too. Um, Lived in Snellville growing up. Shout out to Brookwood High School and then went to Clemson University lived in Atlanta for the majority of my adulthood Mm -hmm. in my 20s. And then right before I turned 30, I quit my company and moved to San Diego for three years to date. So why did you move to San Diego? How how much time do we have? We have a whole, we have as much time as you want. (laughs) Well, Well, let's start here. Let's go. I like to, I like to dive into where people are from, how they were raised, what mm-hmm. their family life is like, because I honestly think that what we went through as children, uh, it plays a huge role in how we are as adults, whether we've dealt with stuff or whether we haven't dealt with stuff. 100%. So we'll start there. Yep. So <laughs> in my eyes and in my opinion, I was raised in a 
I'm going to call it a normal yeah. family. Okay. Um, my mom, my dad, my older brother played sports growing uh-huh. up, did the family vacation every Mar- year. Parents married the whole time. Parents married until four years ago. Oh, okay. Um, they were married for 38 years. Oh, wow. So we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Um, but you know, brother was a star athlete. Yeah. I tried, I was good at sports. I was never the best yeah. at anything, but I could do it all. Yeah. And, um, is he older or younger? Your brother? Three years older. He's older. Okay. Yep. And just a, a great family. My dad is a workaholic mm-hmm. or, or was a workaholic. What did he do? He's, he's been in trucking his entire life okay. and worked for another company literally learned the business inside and out inside and out and then for the last 15 plus years has owned his own company okay in trucking on, okay. yep farnsworth logistics hence the entrepreneur got spirit it, in me it. and my mom was a nurse by trade worked pretty much my entire childhood yeah and then mid high school didn't quit her job yeah. and really focused just on the family and yeah. um yeah. So looking back, you know, there was, there's always moments that you can remember like, Oh shit, that was really fucked up yeah. or, <laughs> Oh shit. Like I sat on the bottom of my stairs and listened to certain things that I probably never needed mm-hmm. to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what child doesn't have some Absolutely. sort of dysfunctionality in their family. Right. Right. But then I went to Clemson university. My brother went to Georgia. My dad went to Clemson. Oh, wow. Is that why you chose Clemson? Yeah. Grew up going to the football games. Die hard Clemson football fan. Die hard college football fan. Okay. All right. Um, there's a joke amongst my family and close friends that I should have been the boy in the family. <laughs> so if you know me, you're like nodding your head right now. Because you're a little competitive. Competitive. Oh my God. That <laughs> just does, a tad. Yeah, just a tad. But super tomboy. Yeah. yeah. Loved sports. Loved throwing the football. Yeah. Um, and legit had more guy friends growing up. Not Nothing against girls. Yeah. Um, when I didn't make the cheerleading squad my freshman year of high school. Uh-huh. I think that cut a really thicker line yeah. between like the girl cult yeah. and me just fitting in with the guys even more. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I would love, I would love to watch football all day then shop or yeah. browse the internet I'm for the, whatever no. they do. I, I'm the same, whatever they do. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever those girls do. Yeah. Bravo TV, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I don't yeah. do any of that. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way. Um, I went to Syracuse though. So I think, uh, we've beat you maybe <laughs> once or twice ever. Oh, once recently. That <laughs> recently. Was worst it was a, game. It was a big win for yeah, us. But, yeah, but, but we went on to win the national yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah, So there's that. So that was a good year for you. <laughs> yeah, that was a scary one. I was actually in San Diego during that. Were you really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so born and raised here, went to Clemson, had a, had a pretty, you know, normal, basic, uh, kind of, you know, privileged upbringing, right? Your parents send you off to a nice college and then you moved back to Atlanta to start a career actually so first I moved straight to Charlotte North Carolina oh okay um I knew I wanted to be in sales okay uh my brother was super or is super successful um salesman and back then I'm almost 36 so literally like back in the day pharmaceutical sales was the it thing and software (laughs) software yeah it's it's so many other things now it's like kind of like running a podcast right, now, right? right, right Doing right. your own thing, being Hopefully, an Instagram, crossed. being an Instagram star. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I knew I wanted to be in sales yeah. and I 
was desperately wanting to be somewhat of medical uh-huh. ended up going into a building and material company called Ferguson. Nice. Um, not what I wanted to do, but at the time it was a $38,000 offer, right. 21 years old. Yeah. I was the younger one in my group or in my grade. And I moved to Charlotte and lived paycheck to paycheck had to work 50 hours a week in steel-toed boots out in the Ooh. warehouse. Best management training program. So in hindsight, resume crusher. Yeah. And I literally worked from August 14th to August 14th. One year. Oof. Because my dad always and so You have to do it for one year. Mm. And then started looking, got into medical sales, jumped ship immediately. So you're 22 at this point. 22. Right? Yeah, 22 and a half, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. But... um. Got a company, uh, actually got hired on by one company and driving home to move to Chicago to work there. I got a phone call. So my car is packed. I've left Chicago, had my going away party, whatever that was, because we probably drank our little asses off right back then. Still do, I'm sure. So you went but from Charlotte to Chicago. Was going to Chicago, oh, going to Chicago for the company. Okay, okay, okay. And literally driving down 85, probably, I mean, paint the scene. Windows down, hair yeah, blowing, yeah. singing my ass off. My, my new life is my coming. My new life, I'm about to make it big yeah. in the medical world. <laughs> um, and I got a phone call from the hiring manager and said, we have an issue. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. well, and I you can't stop because I'm going like 80 <laughs> miles an hour. And basically, full disclosure, I got, I had a DUI on my record. Oh. But it was actually, it had gotten taken off my record. But because I did not expose it during the interview, um, they did like not just a background check, but they do like a full dive. Really? And it was a whole traumatic experience. I pulled into my driveway, tears pouring. My life is over. I remember my childhood best friend, shout out Beth Miller, was there waiting on me because my mom had called her. I mean, this was like... She should have U-turn. Yeah, the end I should have. Yeah, no, you know, Well, <laughs> then my whole story wouldn't have ever been painted, right? Got it. But back then, what seemed... And we all do this. We make things yes. like literally so big. Yeah. And, such a, and even the hiring manager was like, we would have totally hired you and moved forward, but because it's a discrepancy mm. in the paperwork, we can't. We physically can't due to HR. And this was a massive company. It was Baxter healthcare Uh, which you know yeah Yeah. um and so that changed it all i mean i lived at home for several months Mm. and applied to jobs but by the grace of god uh got another job in medical sales startup company and literally was the best thing in the world because meg and i lived at home for one year and i saved i'll never forget this i saved twenty three thousand dollars in my bank account my first year of living at home. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that because that was the catalyst to wanting to make money and be the best businesswoman yeah. I could be. Cause once you taste it, yeah. there's no turning back. Yeah. Dangle the carrot and boom, like right. you never want to go back. Right. Or backwards, I guess. So that was the start of my medical career in Atlanta. Yeah. So you got, so you got, so Chicago was an, never an even a, made it. Never there. even made to Chicago. Came back, lived with your parents, and then worked here for how long? So I lived, I stayed in that that company for three years and just kept growing from there. Yeah. I moved out. <laughs> I was, I was I'm like, still not living with my parents. If you're wondering, I'm sure you don't give a shit about my business life, but wondering if I lived but, with my parents, but your no. personal life we do, we do. Yeah. But I ran during that time. I had run into my first boyfriend from eighth grade. Uh huh. And we had 
hooked up here and there yeah. in college. I mean, we were in love in middle school, ran into each other um, at LA Fitness in Snowville when I was living at home, <laughs> fell back in love, so I thought. Yeah. And in my 20s, it was the best, one of the best years of my life then. Yeah. And then it just collapsed. Collapsed. Yeah. And you, just like I'm sure many of you can relate, mm-hmm. you try so hard. So I kept changing companies, growing, yep. making more money, going from distributor to manufacturer rep. Then I ended up being in hearing devices, um, the end of my medical sales career. But the boyfriend I mentioned, because that was such a roller coaster mm-hmm. of a time in my story mm-hmm. that literally was the worst thing, but the best thing too. like all. Yes. Yeah. Um, it makes you realize what you don't want, mm-hmm. how much you deserve. Um, alcoholism was a huge thing. Fights were awful. Verbal abuse. On his end or your end? His end. Okay. I, yeah, okay. yeah, his end. Um, but going through that, like watching him be put in jail. Oh God. And this is like your mid twenties. These right? are my mid twenties. Yeah. So I'm just shaping up right. my I, story for you. And it's funny because I look back at being like 24, 25 and I remember this is when I moved to LA and I literally had a quarter life crisis. It's like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like all of the things just came crashing down and thinking about like, the girls graduated from college now and like we put the own pre- we put pressure on ourselves to be like okay got to meet the guy got to be married i'm like if i could have told my 24 year old self like <laughs> hey you don't even want to look at that option until you're 30 something amen oh, i wish i i wish someone would have told me it's so funny because you hit your quarter life crisis when you're supposed to at 25 right, 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 quarter. right. i hit it more so when i was 32 mm, yeah but looking back in my 20s, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. I was making a boatload of money. Really? Bought a house, had a Jesus. car or had, you know, a company car and yeah. my own car, whatever. Living the dream. I was, I worked very hard, but smart. Right. So I wasn't nine to five, eight right. to five. I mean, if, I don't know why any of my former companies would be listening to this, but <laughs> I might have averaged 10 to 12 hours a week. And I was going to the dog park. Real I mean, work. We saw each other yeah. at the dog park yeah. all the time, but. But when I worked, I just closed smart deals, yeah. but I was constantly working on email and phone. Right. Um, and I worked from home my entire life uh, until turn. But I share the story about the boy because, holy shit, I put my, my own self yeah. through so much hell, unnecessary hell, but it shaped me into the strong, more confident woman yeah. I am today. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it was just a, a matter of maturity or do you think there was something from your, your past or growing up that there was an insecurity and you felt like you didn't deserve more or that this guy, like what can you looking back now in hindsight? Uh, yeah. I'm having deja vu with my counselor. Like, I feel like this is a, like, this, this is this, what we talked about. This right? is what We're everyone talking. says. Yeah. They're like, this was Sheldon left. <laughs> and he's like, that was the best counseling session of my yeah. life. I'm like, good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I've never fully understood that I deserve what I deserve, what I truly deserve, Mm -hmm. whether it stems back to being bullied in middle school. And I didn't have my two front teeth. We don't Mm. have enough time for that story, but I was very, of course we do. (laughs) I didn't have my two front teeth in sixth grade. (laughs) Why not? I had two extra teeth blocking my permanent teeth to come down. And my dentist didn't realize it until way too late. So I had major surgery. So everybody's getting boobs and like blossoming in middle school. (laughs) And I'm losing my two front teeth and having chains pulled down my natural (laughs) ones. And then they came in crooked as shit. So it was just like a clusterfuck. 
I mean, thankfully, I was kind of like, I'm quoting cool, so yeah. I still had friends. Yeah. But I got made fun of. Right. I mean, it was August going back to school and people were singing All I Want for Christmas is My oh Two Front Teeth. Oh, my God. To not making the cheerleading squad because I had chosen basketball the yeah. year before. Yeah. And then never I was like, really fit in with the girly girls, so there's yeah, that. You know, so yeah. I'm sure that stems with it. Sure. And then, it, you know, my brother broke all these records playing football, and I was just kind of like, I ran track, which, yeah. I mean, track is awesome and one of the best things i did in high school but it's nothing yeah it's not like <laughs> you know you don't get you don't get like huge scholarships for track i wasn't that good but even like look like you're not cool because you're on the track team right you know right. you're not the prom well, queen especially the, in the south yeah the south yeah. is all football and cheerleading yeah. and yeah. all that but so that probably stems from it too um like i said at the very beginning always being good but never mm. great got it at stuff um, some people might be listening to this and think it like, why would that matter? Right. But in a competitive Southern yeah. family and community, it yeah. mattered. Well, and I think people see you now and, and you are so driven. And so, you know, from the outside, we see this strong, independent woman. And to know that there was a time in your life when you weren't that way, like that's important because everyone grows and matures and, and, we blossom in our own time, right? Sure. So it, it, that's just part of your story. Yeah. And I think it's so important to hear, like, you know, when our, we're teens or, or in our 20s, it's like, you still don't have to have it all together. There is no timeline in life. Like, you are your own boss of your own life, and you got to do what's right for you. I still don't have it yeah. all together. Yeah. And to some people, I have it together. Right. To some people, my dad has it all together, and... I could tell you today, he still does. I mean, right. you know, he's a 66-year-old grown-ass yeah. man, super successful, done well for himself. We all don't have it together 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. That's just being human. Uh, and you're a fool to think you do have it all together 24-7. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, and I think, too, like, the boyfriend in my 20s, in college, single, mm. Um, I did date a guy, but he was an alcoholic. I love the alcoholics until yeah, my last the, year. Pattern here. Yeah. Love the alcoholics <laughs> because I want to change people. Yeah. My heart is so big and I wear it on my sleeve. And like most females, you want the best to come out in somebody yeah. because of you. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. Times 29 times over and over. So at what point were you, who broke up with who? At what point were you like, this relationship isn't serving me? Like, uh, which time, right? Um, we broke up probably, I mean, it was probably a mutual decision, tried to get back together. And me moving to San Diego, mm. even though we had been broken up for several years, yeah. it was always still that what if yeah. in our minds. Yeah. The moment I moved to San Diego, thankfully and by the grace of God, he found the love of his life and he's married with a baby mm. now. Um, and I could not be more happy yeah. for him. I'm very close with his sister, today yeah she actually makes the turn swag oh no kidding yeah and she's an amazing woman yeah. but um you had to kind of break the chain yeah right or fall in love with somebody else yeah and unfortunately for me i never met somebody enough to fall in love with yeah so and you needed the physical distance for sure why san diego uh, you know i went out there i a random friend at the random you, you know you meet people that yep. come and they go in your life there's yep. all those quotes out there yep. i'm sure but I can name a handful of people that were literally in my life. Now I'm a Christian. I believe in God that mm -hmm. he put them there to either make a change for me or maybe to make a change in their life. Right. But I had met a girl through a mutual friend. 
She lives in San Diego. I went to visit her one random weekend. Like I barely knew her, yeah. right? Flew out there and I was like, oh, this is like legit a movie scene. Like yeah. she, the first place she took me was a bar on the Pacific Beach Boardwalk. Mm. The sun is setting. The dudes are like on the skateboards, shirtless, yep. flying by. The chicks are in the rollerblades with the bikini tops. And I'm drinking a cocktail. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing in Atlanta? <laughs> That's when I moved to L.A. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it snowed eight months out yeah. of the year coming from upstate New York. Right. And I was like, I'll go to LA for one year, seven years later. Yeah. 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 And you can, you learn so yeah. much from it. Yeah. So I moved or I came back from that trip mm -hmm. and I had the best weekend of my life. Yeah. And I think at the time I was so vulnerable and needing change. I was depressed. Mm. I was anxious as all get out. I was here. I was making a great living. Right. And on the outside, everybody was like, damn, Ashley's doing really great for herself. But on the inside, I was collapsed. Yeah. I, I had, I mean, I'd still have a counselor. She's more of a life coach today. Yeah. Same woman, but I was seeing a therapist. I was going through all this shit with my ex and yeah. all of that. Mm -hmm. And still like desperate for another guy's attention. Right. Right. Um, QN, my boyfriend today, was part of that story back then, nine or eight years ago. Um, that's a funny, we'll get to that. Yeah. But so I just said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I'm out. I rented out my house. I but the company I was at, um, the the mentor in that company, he left to go work for a competitor company. Uh -huh. Neither of them were on the West Coast. I called him up and I was like, Can I go start it on the West Coast? And Start in San Diego, calling the hospitals there to sell heart rate monitors mm -hmm. and pipe dream here. I do it. I do it well. Yeah. And I build a team under me and he's like, hell yeah. Yeah. There's no business out there. Yeah. It's yours to go get. And I was like, okay, like the stars are aligning. Yep. Right. Yep. I'll never forget this. I took a, I went back out to San Diego a couple times. I took my parents married at the time to Papa Do's mm -hmm. on Jimmy Carter. Mm hmm. One of my dad's like favorite restaurants. Yeah. And I had written them a letter, basically pouring out my heart and soul. Now, keep in mind, my family was raised. We say I love you, but we're not like touchy feely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't share our emotions. We're hard asses. Same. We fight like cats and dogs. But the next day it's like, oh, good morning. Right. You want scrambled eggs or pancakes today <laughs> type thing. Um, And so I wrote them this like letter and I was like, you know, explaining to them why I was so upset in life and been seeing this counselor for a year, maybe two. And they didn't know about it. No. And my dad, I mean, he like, he said he knew, Yeah. but, um, I was like, I need to do this for myself. I'm not leaving y'all. And my mom reading the letter, my mom just starts pouring tears Aww. and she basically took it personally. Like you're leaving. Cause she thought she hadn't raised me. Mm. Right. And, you know, this dramatic scene in Papado's, I'll never forget it. And I'm like, give me a shot of tequila right now. And I was like, but I'm, I'm gone. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I made the decision on Memorial day weekend was my first weekend out there. And I had my goodbye party on July 9th. Oh, wow. On the houseboat here on Lake Lanier. And I moved on July 14th, I believe. Wow. Yeah. I'm out. And I'm out. Yeah. Rented out my house, three bedroom house to three Georgia bulldog dudes with the dog. <laughs> three years later, they essentially had trashed the shit out of it, but they paid me a lot of money. So there it was great. Um, moved out there and so excited about this job. And long story short, walked out like 
now months in advance like months had passed by i'm all set up i'm yeah. working life is great um didn't know a soul except for that one yeah. friend but joined an awesome gym out there shout out to p360 community like mm-hmm. um gym started making some friends walked out of the biggest deal of my career that i was ever going to close like was going to make so much money off this hospital and the boss or the owner excuse me calls me and says I have to terminate you right now. Your previous company is suing me for basically, um, um, I'm having a brain freeze, not worker. Like a non-compete. Non-compete. Thank you. I was about to say workers comp, uh, non-compete. And I was like, um, what? Multiple things were wrong with the picture. Um, not only was neither of the companies out there, I was across the fucking country. Right. They were using me as a pawn. He was trying to buy my previous company. And used me the entire time as a pawn in this settlement, in this agreement to purchase. Oh, no. So I hang up the phone. I'm like, what? And called my dad first. Right. I called the one man that I had met at the dog park in San Diego, who's like an older guy, (laughs) but like Mr. San Diego. He was like, I have a lawyer friend. I called the lawyer. Was basically in a lawsuit for one year. Jeez. And the L- the lawyer was in LA. So I'm going back and forth. Ugh. My dad like had to fund me for this lawsuit. Oh I was suing God. them at this point now. I was out of a job for four months, moved across the country, <laughs> knew nobody <laughs> and was out of a job. And I was like, wait, what, what just happened? What just happened? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if I thought I was depressed, in Atlanta, mm. I really learned what alone, isolation and depression, but at least I had the most amazing sunset of my life every night Yeah, to fall on. This is so weird because I didn't know this part of your story. I yeah. mean, we, we kind of, I like to do an overview and then save like the real details when I'm actually like recording. Um, but it's very similar to mine. And um, I'll never forget someone told me, you know, you, you can move to a beautiful place. You can move across country, but no matter where you go, there you are. Yep. Right. So if you don't deal with your shit first, yep. it's going to be there. And if you don't learn how to deal with your emotions and all this stuff, like you can go to a, 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 the West coast and see a, an amazing sunset, but shit's going to happen there. It is not what it looks like on Laguna, <laughs> Laguna beach, Yeah. you know? And, and, uh, then you just, yeah, it's like a, it's like a kick in the face and you lose your two front teeth again, huh? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, well played, <laughs> Megan. Holy shit. That, if anybody's listening still, like send her a high five on that DM, right? That was awesome. Um, yeah. And I literally was like, well, thank God I'd made so much, yeah. saved so much money because I could afford to live out there. Yeah. Um, and like you just said, it doesn't matter where you are. Life happens. Yeah. It doesn't judge where you physically are, who you know, how much you know. Mm-hmm. Life happens, yep. right? Um, so, yeah, I got into some shit. I was, I was living it up. Like, I was drinking. Yeah. I was still interviewing. I was looking. And everything happens for a reason. I don't care who you are. If you've had the worst shit happen to you in your life, yeah. if you don't truly believe that, then you haven't made it to the life lesson that it was for Correct. yet. You're still in it. You're still in it. I just had this conversation um, last week with with Allison, and uh, I'm like, here's the thing: like, I uh, the 16 years that I, 
was, you know, wishing I woke up dead every day. <laughs> um, I don't regret it because it's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now. Hell, I said that to you right? when we went to breakfast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's weird how the world works. I'm yeah. like, but when I was in it, I was like, please, God, just take me out of here. Take yep. me like praying, wishing and, you know, not able to do it myself. But right. Like now I look back and I'm like, God, thank God I didn't give up. Yep. Because this is my purpose. Right. One thousand percent. I mean, he built you your strength to do this podcast right. series and to have your voice when you're teaching a class. Right. 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 I mean, because that shit comes from raw, vulnerable inspiration. Yeah. yeah anybody can say get uncomfortable be or get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. like the textbook yeah. shit yeah you gotta have like real Experience. life experiences yeah. yeah to move and motivate others so you went through the yeah. lawsuit your, your dad <laughs> helped you out you spent three years in so you must have oh, gotten another job right? oh yeah yeah so that's what i was gonna say so it happened for a reason because then i got in and i was walking calvin my dog who if you know me, Calvin is my everything. He turns um, 11, July 15th. The studio mascot. He is the studio mascot. Mm -hmm. He's a little shih tzu, so he doesn't shed and he barely barks. Um, but I was walking him close to the beach and I got a phone call from a recruiter because I lived on the MedRep's website, which is yeah. a recruiting site. And this recruiter goes, hey, you know, my name is so-and-so. How would you like to sell hearing aids? And I was like, uh, No hearing aids dude i sold cardiology stuff right i was in the hospital like selling badass equipment like real shit right real yeah, shit yeah, yeah. in yeah. quotes is mm -hmm. very uh, mm -hmm. very good there because i hadn't i was so dumb and if you don't know you don't know yeah right so i was like uh keep you know keep talking yeah hearing devices not hearing aids are the most technologically advanced medical piece of equipment on the market today really it's software it has nothing to do with the device it's all controlled by software and the money in it if you're good which <laughs> i was really good at what i did um sorry but i i mean i'm not not to brag but I, you know yeah i, I was successful <laughs> yeah. right because i worked my ass yeah. off and i'm just a p i'm a good with people yeah. um but the more I learned about it, I was like, let me call you back. So I studied it. I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. Yeah. It's all software. And then you look at the emotional piece to it to go from mm. not being able to hear. I'll paint the picture. You're 70 years old. You've never been able to hear your knee. I mean, your granddaughter or grand right. son right. talk. And all of a sudden I put a device in your ear and you can hear them say, hi nanny or hi grandma tears. Yeah. You've seen the Facebook poster yes. stories, right? Yeah. Of the babies, the babies, yeah, putting them on the infants, mm -hmm. and they can hear their mom's voice. Oh my god, I got chills yeah. just thinking about yeah. it. So I did that for a company called Resound. I'm not kidding you. That company is still today the best company I've ever worked for. Top management down. My really? boss, um, my manager, my original manager Thomas, to my to my manager when I left, yeah. Mike Shear, mentors. Mike Shear and I still are buddies today. He actually sends me songs all the time for your, because, for your yeah, classes. Yeah. And it's so funny. He lives out in, oh, well, um, Oregon now, but he was in Phoenix, but he loves like the hippie vibe yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, sometimes I'm like, this is awesome, but you cannot ride to right, this, right. but maybe he's just sending it. Cause maybe a, a recovery cool. ride. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. But that company got me out of everything. Yeah. It boosted me. I got to ride up and down the five because my whole territory is Orange County. Right. San Diego. Yes. But what it did for me is not only, you know, I, I learned a lot more leadership, management, yeah. um, the territory out there, people. 
But then it transitioned into when I decided that I still wasn't happy. So pause, Mm -hmm. no matter what company you're in, Mm -hmm. no matter what city you're in, if you're truly not happy, it's not going to make you happy. doesn't matter. So I was still waking up like, I mean, making great money out there, renting my house out here. So living rent free, essentially in the most beautiful sunset again. Right. I've grown to make a lot of friends and I was still miserable. Yeah. Boyfriend had not fallen in love out there. Right, because right. That's a big piece in yeah. people's lives. And I was like, what in the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And I'll never forget this moment. I was like sitting on my kitchen counter or kitchen table in Pacific beach, San Diego, probably a bottle or two deep. And I was like, I am going to start a spin studio. Hey guys, it's Megan. I'm excited to introduce you to our new sponsor, ProVital Solutions. ProVital is a wellness solutions company that I'm proud to partner with to bring you this episode of Six Feet Above. They are passionate about health, wellness, and community. Their first two product lines are the purest, highest quality hemp oil supplement products on the market. I'm a fan of the PVS team and I've been using the ProVital Full Spectrum Oil and the ProVital Performance Gummies for the past few weeks. ProVital Solution products are quickly becoming the preferred choice of athletes, health and wellness advocates, and even active octogenarians. In fact, the PGA has approved the ProVital Performance product line and PGA rookie Matt Neesmith is a part of the PVS team. Please visit ProVitalSolutions.com to read more about this wonderful company and use the code six feet above at checkout to get 5% off on all products you purchase. That was your like aha moment? Yep. My very good friend, I call her my best friend in San Diego. She'll be listening to this and she'll laugh. B, um, she was with me. And from that moment on, I'm not kidding you, Megan, pieces of paper sketched out names logos and i was like drunk or tipsy yeah the next day i was going to making sales calls you know for hearing devices making sure that that year i was on or top 10 in the company and wanted to go on the president's trip because i was very close yeah and my territory had never made it i took the worst territory and grew it to one of the best in the company but i was like i'm gonna start a spin studio i saw the piece of paper it was gonna be called hype interesting yeah why spin? No clue. Because I had a Peloton. Okay. Okay. Um, spin was, or cycling, I guess we should say yeah, cycling, cycling. Sorry. Yeah. Um, cycling studios were not huge out there. No mm. soul cycle. Um, no flywheel. Yep. yep. And randomly, because of my job, I could, you know, travel up and down, freedom to do whatever mm-hmm. I wanted. I started going to random cycling studios, boutique hmm. studios. And I have my notebook today. I took notes from the parking lot, from how I parked how I felt when I parked, what I hated yeah, to walking in yep. to walking out into them, how I felt when I got in my car and I studied the shit out of this industry. And then I was at the gym one day. I went to party city afterward cause I had to get something for a work or a customer mm-hmm. event. And this cute little chick had balloons and she was in workout gear and I was clearly in workout gear from a big bucks gym workout. Yeah. And she was like, you look fit. Do you work out? And I was in my head. I'm like, no, I'm just in sweaty ass clothes. <laughs> like, but I didn't. And if you know me, yes, I'm a smart ass. Yeah. I, I do not bite my tongue often. I've learned how to. <laughs> 
Um, but I was like, yeah, I love working on. She was like, do you spin? I'm like, hell yeah, I got a Peloton and ride every day. Yeah. She was like, well, I'm Maria and I opened up Pure Studio in downtown San Diego and we are opening and I would love for you to come. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, yeah, of course. So I went to her grand opening ride. Were you also like, if I ever questioned if there was a God, there's a God. Yeah. You know, little moments, like little like yeah. God wings where you're like, yeah, okay. God wings yeah. is what, there's God a wings. book, God yeah. wings, right? Yeah. Um, and so of course I was, I went nervous as hell because downtown San Diego, kind of like downtown yeah. Atlanta, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. And I didn't get into downtown San Diego often. Yeah. No one lives in downtown San Diego. Yeah. And I, at least they did. Or you Ubered. Right. 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 Um, so I drove and I parked and I was there like 30 minutes early, you know, typical like ang- mm-hmm, anxious mm-hmm. first time at a studio. God, I wish every first timer was like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you do come to turn studio, which you should, if you're listening, but if you're first time show up 15 minutes minimum early. Exactly. or any studio for that matter, please. Yeah. Yeah. Go see, go see Megan too. Anywhere. Just show up early. <laughs> um, so after class, I was like, I need to take you to coffee. Can I? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, cause I'm going to do this in Atlanta. So at that point you, you were, you had a pull to come back. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. And I'm still working. Keep in mind, I'm right, still right. doing my corporate American job and making great, you know, doing great. Yeah. Um, I love, love, love the end of the month rush, mm-hmm. close the numbers and, or get, you know, close the deals to hit right, your number. Right. Um, and so I'm still doing all of that. Meanwhile, I'm doing my own research and we go to coffee and a God wink. She tells me about a podcast to listen to her consultant that helped her get from A to Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I get in the car and I drive a lot in my previous life. Now, when you start up, when you go to a podcast, like it doesn't have one, it's not in chronological order. Yes. Right. If there's, there's a ton of them. Yes. And I just randomly picked on the first one and I shit you not. It was an interview with Barbara, the, her consultant. Oh my God. And I was like, uh, okay. God, wink number like, two. do I call somebody now? Yeah. And yeah. Like tell them about this. Right. So I listened to this interview and I was like, wow. Okay. This lady, um, Southern as can be mm-hmm. soft spoken, mm-hmm. very soft spoken, <laughs> sweet lady sounding. And like, I'm the opposite. Right. right. So I get home that night and it was a Sunday and I email her. I look on her website and I'm in San Diego on a Sunday night. I email this woman and I'm like, the chances of her, she's opened 200 right. plus studios right. around the world. Yeah. I'm going to email her for shits and giggles. I have nothing to lose. Yeah. 30 minutes later, emails me back. I've been looking for somebody like you. Let's get on a call first thing tomorrow morning. How does 8 a.m. sound? And I'm like, shit, why are we waiting till tomorrow morning? But yeah, that's fine. I played it cool, right? (laughs) So I get up super early, go to the gym, get my energy. And I have a conversation with Barbara. And she's like, I have four silent investors that are looking for a fifth managing partner. And they have a location picked out. We have a name picked out. We just need another investor and managing partner. Wow. Wow. So that was it, right? Yeah. That was... Yeah, that's how you ended up with turn. Yep. Wow. And literally the first time she said turn, I was like, I'm not going to lie. It didn't because I was hype. Right. Right, Like, I mean, I have my notebook in front of me with my hype sketched out. But then the more I thought about it, if I can turn your life around, if I can turn your day around, you turn turn the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all played out. Right. Um, And 
everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Hype is terrible. Um, don't ever, <laughs> don't ever think I would have stuck with that now, but, um, but yeah, so that was in May, had a conference call with the investor and his son and sat on the floor in my guest bedroom in my townhome in San Diego to, t- to take it in front of the air conditioning unit. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. And I moved home on a one-way ticket on July 9th. Wow. Which was exactly when you had your... Which you, was when, exactly when you, three years to the date of my going wow. away party. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, is today... Today's July 9th. J- Holy shit. Holy shit. It really is. <laughs> oh my gosh, got goosebumps. I'm literally dying. Oh Holy my God, that's wild. Neither one of us realized that. Yeah. I'm like, I, wait a second. Yeah. I've also been so screwed up this week because yesterday I thought it was Thursday. I'm like, I don't yeah, even know what day week, it is. Yeah, it's a long week. It's a long week after a holiday. After wow. Yeah. So, so you're like, that's it. I'm going home. And let me ask you this. Do you think, do you think your life changed when you took that hearing aid job because you did it for an emotional response versus the money? Not that that was your end game because obviously this is your end or well, right. this is part of your well, story. But... It was like, because you didn't talk about um, emotional stuff in any of your previous jobs. You know, I think anybody, if they are a great sales consultant in mm-hmm. the medical field, you have to have that emotional pull. Fair. Because I was passionate about selling cardiac monitors because if I could find the arrhythmia mm. and to prevent an, a heart whatever, right, right. God forbid a heart attack, right, right. whatever that could happen, yeah. you... You speak on that in your sales calls, but hearing devices, Mm -hmm. that one-on-one patient, candid, vulnerable moment made me a better human being and made me better in my role to make more money. Got it. Because my, I call them, I didn't mean, or I was about to say clients, but my doctors bought me. Right, 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 right. I sold them on my passion and my emotion and my belief in the product because of that emotional pull for sure. Right. Um, and to this day I could go sell a hearing aid. I mean, you could give me like the bullet points and I could walk in any office and sell the shit out of it. Um, because it was that impactful to me, to you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the technology is just, we were the first to stream from your phone. Mm, You could control your hearing devices with your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Amazing technology. Um, so yeah, great question. And I want to add when I decided to quit corporate America and move back home, Mm -hmm. my parents went through it or were separated, Mm. found out some shit about my, what my father had been doing Mm. that caused the divorce. Um, you know, I would dealt with all of that in San Diego. Got it. So that plays a huge part in why I was so dedicated to getting back home as well. Okay. Family, college football, <laughs> my nieces. Right. And I'm just a, tr- I learned out West that I am a diehard Southern girl at heart. Yeah. Waking up at 6 a.m. to watch game day, not fun, but I did it every damn Saturday. <laughs> I was yell- yelling, bloody Marys and all. Right. But I was the only one. Right. Right. Um, NFL is huge out there. Yeah. I could give, I mean, I like it, but whatever. But that was a huge part. Okay. I needed to be home and close with family. But it sounds like you needed to go out there to kind of not, not even figure out your shit, but expose it. Yeah. I don't regret a single day. Now during the time I, I'm sure I said, I hate my life. 
I couldn't right. care less if I died tomorrow type mm-hmm. mindset, but I don't regret any of it. Yeah. Everything that I went through out there, I grew. Right. Holy shit, I grew. Yeah. Um, and at 32, right? No, 33, I moved home. You moved home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So three years ago, you're back in Atlanta. Yeah. You're ready to do the thing. You've got, you know, other managing investors and you start the build out and, you know, all the crazy things that go along with opening your own business and being an entrepreneur. Um, But I feel like for the most part, as far as from the outside looking in, it was, you know, you had a great team uh, set up. Your original team was solid. Um, you really built your membership pretty organically. Um, and I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't until 2020 where God literally slapped you in the face (laughs) as well as every other business owner and small business owner. Yeah. And I was about to tell you to go on saying all the positive (laughs) things. It was awesome. I didn't have to say anything. If you are a business owner and you're listening, you know damn well that it is not easy. Yeah. On the outside looking in, I made on a it good look year. on a, yeah, good, on a year. good year. Yeah. I made it look almost flawless. Yeah. I had the best investors. Yeah. We got I mean, for four strangers or five strangers meeting and investing into a one point three million dollar build out. Build out, yeah. We got along we get along amazingly. Yeah. I mean, whoa. Um, you know, when you have that many cooks in the kitchen too, holy mm-hmm. shit. My team, hands down, sorry, I know you work in fitness and I know a lot of you are listening, the best. Yeah. I mean, bringing on Samantha Knight, Yeah, I can't paint a p- more perfect picture. Yeah. We couldn't be more opposite, but we couldn't be more alike. Who's her, her lead, basically your lead My girl, lead instructor, lead trainer, my right hand yeah. woman, yeah. Um, my turn manager, yeah. and then insert Taylor, who's been with me, my front manager, my front desk say, who's manager. Taylor? Yeah, Taylor's, that's right, she that's runs right. the front desk. Yep. She's been with me since before, um, six months before we opened. Yeah. So the reason why she said I grew organically too, for any of you out there thinking about doing or starting your own company, if you're having a build out, start way before your build out. Oh, I did yeah. community or turn it forward rides, yeah. charity rides all over you're the damn popping city. Popping up at Big Sky. Pop up at Big Sky, <laughs> Whole Foods, um, Rome. Well, you trained in your garage. In my garage in yeah. the summer. And I loved it because I don't sweat naturally. Like I don't yeah. just sweat. Yeah. Right. And if you're Aaron Mason, who works for me, she mm-hmm. sweats just sitting <laughs> and God forbid on a bike, it's just puddles where I like would pay to sweat. Right. But we're hundred degrees in my garage. Um, you know, neighbors walking by Andre and Brett, Andre yeah. Smith yeah. live two doors down and they would ride by. But I always kept telling them, shit, if you can teach a class here, yeah, you can definitely do it in yeah. our badass studio with the lights and the and sound the air conditioning. system. Yeah. 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 I mean, we had like a, um, a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so we had my bikes. We were raising money for charities. We did summer shred for free on the city green. Yeah. The build out was a clusterfuck, but we did it. Yeah. The day we were supposed to soft open, I still didn't have my um, See, certificate yeah, of occupancy yeah. mm-hmm. and I relied on my um, contractor at the time to go get it in the city. He came back. He was like, I can't get it. I marched my tush. It was on my birthday, mm-hmm. August 30th and went in there and I was like, I need it. 
Yeah. Give me the fire marshal or the the chief of whatever. Yeah. I didn't know who the hell I was supposed to get it from. I'm a first time rookie. You know, I'm a rookie entrepreneur. And I waited 30 minutes in that fucking office and I walked out with it. Yeah. And he laughed. We took a picture. He was laughing at me. So we got to have the soft open that night. But yeah, I mean, looking back, it's been great. The community is hands down yeah. amazing. Yeah, the you, best. You, do, you have a great community. We really do. 100%. I mean, I give credit to myself. Yes. As a leader, but at the end of the day, it's because of my team. Yeah. And because of the, the people who believed in turn before turn, right. The gold club members, right. The early on people, um, I'll leave it at that. My team is just, I mean, now we've had some come and go. Sure. And we've sure, had a sure. lot of up and down moments. Yeah. Managing people. Hardest thing in the world. Hardest thing in the world. Yep. If you didn't have to manage people, entrepreneurship would be easy. Mm-hmm. And I say that like with a straight face. It, You know, if you can get the money and you have an idea and you're passion, yeah. Yeah. passionate, go. Yeah. Managing people. Holy shit. Well, you just can't, you can't instill passion in people that don't care. And dealing with personalities. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. get it. I get it. I mean, we've, we talked about it. We've yeah. had an hour or two hour long breakfast yeah. talking about it. But anyway, yeah. 20 so you, you go from working 12 to 20 hours a week, <laughs> right? Making a shit ton of money. I worked more in the hearing device, <laughs> though. Hearing... I will say that. In San Diego, I worked my ass well, off. But you're yeah. still probably yeah. working twice as yeah, much yeah, yeah. at this oh, point, God. you know? So it's Around like, the clock. No one goes into fitness because they want to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. You go into fitness because you want to change people's lives. One, yes. And I realized that. That money didn't make me happy. Exactly. Now, I joke about it today. Like, man, I miss my commission check. Mm -hmm. I miss my money. I mean, I have had some scary moments over the last three years. Oh, I'm sure. Because I moved home. I gutted my house completely. Paid cash for that like a dumbass. (laughs) Like gutted it completely. And invested into a startup company. With making no money. Right, right. So yeah, if you're thinking, what an idiot. You are correct. That was a dumb mistake. Yeah, but, but at the same time, like I, I always say, like, sure, money doesn't buy happiness, but it helps. Yeah. It helps. It definitely helps when you are going through stuff like this. But I'll tell you what it can't buy. It can't buy the DMs, the emails, the mm. text messages, and the straight up conversations that I get every day from somebody saying, thank you for opening turn. You have changed my life. Amen. Thank you for getting me out of a dark hole. Yeah. Thank you for helping me lose 10 pounds, 100 pounds. And do you ever say back, and I, I'm saying this right now because this just recently happened to me. I, I had a client testimonial and she's like, thank you for you know, doing all these workouts while everything was closed and you know, saving my sanity. And I'm like, hey, little do you know, you saved my ass too because this four months has sucked. Yeah. Like it really has sucked, but it's also like brought out a different part of me. Yeah. You know? I think, and I... 1000% agree with you. And I think you've actually saw it in my email. Yeah. That's why I reached out. I can't thank my turn fam enough. Right. Two things. I tell them all the time in class, we have a turning point moment every ride, mm-hmm. no matter what class you're teaching, no matter what instructor you are, you have a turning point moment song. Yeah. And it's a moment where we give it back to the riders. And on my one year anniversary, I selfishly said my turning point moment is this is on me and y'all writing as me my thank you to y'all yeah they've saved me yeah turn has saved me i wake up at 4 30 if not earlier almost every day and couldn't be happier about the time right i love it right i can't wait to get there when covid hit and i didn't have 
Now, let me back up. When COVID hit, I did not automatically freeze memberships. Like 99.999% of the studios around the country did. And yes, I'm an email subscriber to all of them. Right? So I get the emails. Um, as I should. I I'm get, laughing because I'm the same. Yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? What are yeah, they doing? Absolutely. And you just want to know. You learn. Right. You will learn what you want to do. You learn what you don't want to do. You, If you're not learning and if right. you're not intrigued or interested in other your competition, yeah. you don't need to be an owner. Yeah. But I didn't do it because one, I didn't know how long it was going to mm-hmm. go on and how long I had to close down for. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. Nobody did. Right. And I was confident enough in my community of turn, not Ashley Francis of turn, because Sandy Springs needs a place mm-hmm. like turn. We've changed the community wholeheartedly believe that. And in that first month, I shit you not, I had less than 10 people out of 200 plus memberships mm-hmm either freeze or cancel. Let that sink in. Less than 10 memberships. Literally five, in the first less than month. 5%. In the first month, no, they had no class to go. Now, I will say I worked my ass off in staying exposed. Right. We did online. Right, right. I posted a workout every day on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. But it's not the same. You're not paying 109 to $169 for yeah. that. That's, you know, the price range from day one right, to now. Right, right, right. Um, and that really took me aback. Like, I I can't say thank you enough. Right. I could get emotional just thinking about it right now. And Bert, my boyfriend, can attest. I, I would cry writing these emails. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that shit is awesome. Now, because COVID is still fucking here, <laughs> and it's in some people's minds getting worse and right. in some people's minds they're not living in the fear and some mm-hmm. people have to mm-hmm. right like high risk or, or whatever your reason is to each their own no yeah. judgment yeah. here but over time and as it still is here we've had more and more fr- fr- freeze memberships sure. and cancellations sure. which scares the shit out of me but yeah 2020 and covid and all of the racial injustice and black lives matter it has been for a small business rookie entrepreneur Female. Female. White female Mm -hmm. has been the hardest thing. More difficult than when I was crawled up on my couch for a weekend straight crying, hoping my life would end. Yeah. Yeah. Full full disclosure. Without saying I'm super depressed. Without yeah. Right? It's a different sort of feeling. Yeah. Like you don't you don't wish that, you know, if I don't see tomorrow, that's no big deal. Right. Yeah. It's just harder. You don't know. If you're saying the right thing, right? If what you do say, think, feel, whatever is going to offend or piss somebody off, mm-hmm. and then that's when I mean, you talk about having to look within and be confident, yeah, and be confident as shit in yourself and what you believe in and what you believe your foundation of your company believes in, right? Holy moly, that's what I learned, yeah, this last what three months, now? right? It's almost been four. Because if you're weary or if you're lingering or if you're seesawing People on something. People feel that. They feel it mm-hmm. and they react to it. Mm-hmm. And I I think I can say this with confidence. Let me, let, <laughs> I am saying this with confidence. <laughs> that I made every decision so far yeah. with full confidence. Yeah. And with yeah. like a fist pump in yeah. the air, you know. Um, and yeah. even if it's the wrong decision, you do it with confidence, yeah. right? 1,000%. And, and we're you, all human. If you need to apologize, you apologize. You make it right. Yep. 
right? Yep. You're not you're not above everybody. And we're learning. Everyone's learning yep. how to pivot and everyone's learning, okay, probably shouldn't have said it like that or didn't mean it like that. Like I think everyone has just gone everyone people are just fucking we've gone a little crazy and we need to come back to compassion and kindness when it first hit. Remember when it first hit? Yeah. And well, it wasn't a was, political game. Right, it wasn't. Right. I'll tell you this. Social media is the biggest evil Ugh. or me- media in general. In general yeah. If you turn the TV on or if you live on Instagram. Yeah. It's the biggest evil. I mean, it is the devil in my opinion. I, you know, I can see where you're coming from, but I also think we as individuals and human beings need to know enough not to let that right oh agree. we got to take responsibility but it doesn't help so for me I, I i don't watch the news i had to try i just had to turn it off you know as a as a business owner that first what week to two weeks yeah. of covid in mm-hmm. march i lived on right the news like right what are the stats what are they saying yeah. what what are the numbers what do i do oh my god blah 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 and i also lived on instagram looking at what other studios were right. doing and i'm so glad i did now it was hell mm-hmm and on um, April, correct me, April 24th or whatever the date, Governor Kemp, it was a Monday, yeah. said fitness studios or gyms can open on Friday. I was at turn actually recording because we were doing recording yeah. studios. And so I was writing and Sam called me and we text a lot. So when she calls, it's like you Important. answer, right? Yeah, yeah. Samantha Knight, if you recall, she's my lead. And she was like, holy shit. Oh my God, we can open Friday. She was so excited. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. I, ju- I cried. I was yeah. so excited because in that moment, it was like, hell yeah, the world is coming back. Right. We can open. Right. And then it's like a slap in the face, yeah. Yeah. pump the brakes. Not everybody is okay with it. Nope. And social media only shows all the negative. Right. 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 All these studios and owners are like, we're not opening. It's not safe. It's not safe for our community. And we have your best interest in our hearts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And, you know, this could ruffle some feathers right now. Sure. But I personally believe that fitness and community is way more important right now than ever before. Sure. People are not born for isolation. Mm-hmm. Human beings are not born to live solo and not feel a sense of community. Right, right. And God forbid not work out and live a healthy lifestyle. Right. And so I was determined and I stuck out. I was the only studio in Atlanta besides one other. Yeah. I think you know, I don't yeah. know if I can say it, but, um, and we talked, mm-hmm. that opened. Mm-hmm. And I had 10 bikes in the, um, the whole opened, studio, two, yeah. 10 yeah. people, Friday morning, 5.45 a.m., and they showed up. And now, it. I thought initially I was like, oh, this will be interesting to yeah. see. Not a lot of people signed up right away. Slow and steady. Mm-hmm. We, we built it back. But the people that wanted to start their lives, they had a choice. Right. At least Turn gave you a clean, sanitized option right. to come work out. Right. Now... That ate me alive. You talk about the hardest three days or four days was were those days. I lived in fucking anxiety. Was it because 
A, I'm making the right decision. B, the judgment from the outside world. And C, I don't want to be that studio that gets COVID and spreads it. Like The judgment. Yeah, the judgment. The judgment, the talking, the what. Mm. Am I going to piss so many people off where all my members are going to leave? Right. You know, I learned in with my counselor, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? What story are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you making it this big and my hands are wall to wall? Or is it really just this big? Yeah. And... It turned out to be the best decision besides relaunching Gold Club because I re- I earned a lot of money when I relaunched Gold Club um, of turn. Yeah. The outpouring of positive messages I got by far trumps all that shit I watched on social media yeah, and the yeah, news. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point, especially this year, like... There's no wrong decision. There's no right decision. You got to do what's best for you. So I am, I am so, uh, I look at you and you know, you're, you're extremely inspiring and, um, not just in fitness, but as a, as another female in life, thank you. Um, you too, fitness aside. And I, I appreciate you being so open and honest and I do want to wrap it up though with, Oh God with going back to the boy oh Bert yeah because so I think you know you kind of had to find yourself right you you had these ex-boyfriends that were toxic the Uh. relationships were toxic it spun you into depression you were grasping 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 at life let me move to San Diego it's beautiful and clean and it's gonna fix me oh fuck it didn't fix me like (laughs) all of these things that a lot of females have been through Mm -hmm. and we grasp for a a male companion in our life to complete us 1000 percent. so it wasn't until you completed yourself yep that this guy come roll rolls back into your life yep 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 um and and ladies if you're single and you're listening nobody will make you happy nope. but yourself exactly. i preach that all the time yep. and it's the and men too no woman is going to now they'll clean up probably better than yeah. you sure right but no woman is going to make you happy my dad's best advice still to this date is you gotta have peace of mind yeah before you can make anybody it's happy. just like so, money it's not gonna make nothing is going to make you happy yeah i promise you and even when you are happy and you found it there's still going to be some fucked up moments. Don't think life is all perfect. I am still a work in progress yeah, and yeah. every human is right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Bert, hi Bert. Um, <laughs> eight years ago, I was going to LA fitness spin uh-huh, class. Uh-huh. Shout out to April. And I kept seeing Bert in orange. There this guy, excuse me, yeah. in orange shorts. Uh-huh. So it's a running joke. I'm like, who the hell is this guy in spin class when it's dominantly women? Yeah. Yeah. And he was there every day I was and he would ride and then he would go work out. And of course I would watch him and he's right. always wearing these fucking orange shorts, like mesh basketball, Auburn orange like shorts. Like circa 1998. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, like workout clothes were not nearly on the level right. they are now. Right. 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 We didn't have matching sets. Yeah. I yeah. wore like Nike Capri tights. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. Anyway, so I was madly crushing on this guy at the gym and on a day in January, a significant date in January, him and his family were at 10 Lizzie's and they were together celebrating the memory of his brother-in-law who had passed away to cancer, mm-hmm. his twin sister's late husband. Yep. And I was at 10 Lizzie's partying. And so knowing me, if you 
are yeah. listening and you know me, of course I go up and I'm like, hey, I know you. I see you all the time at the gym in your orange shorts. <laughs> and his mom is like, who the fuck is this girl <laughs> talking to us? They're like literally standing at the bar in a family drinking. And you right? had no idea what had just happened in their family. No right? clue like, why they were out. There's a one year. Yeah, it, it's yeah. all it's all amazing now in yeah, our story. Yeah. And we start chatting because they're they are. I could not be more be more blessed with his family. Yeah. They are awesome. Yeah. Very social, fun. We start chatting. I get his number. We start talking about Papa Shot, how I can beat him. Hence, I'm competitive. <laughs> and then we start text messaging. And in that time of my life, mm-hmm. vulnerable, desperate, eight if you years will, ago, I was like, oh, yes, he likes me. Yeah. We're going to date. And this guy never asked me out on a date. <laughs> we would go to the dog park. We even went to Kaleidoscope and had drinks. And then we talk about every Wednesday, he'd call me to help me on my fantasy football team. Oh my but never made a move, never touched me. So whatever, we're like just friend zone. Yeah, yeah. And I moved to San Diego. Yeah. We keep in touch, yeah. right? As you all do on social media, random phone calls. He had girlfriends. I moved back home. I start mm-hmm. turn. We go catch up um, at uh, Del Frisco's and he brings his quote girlfriend at the time. Oh my God. And he literally is facing me for an hour talking and catching up and leaving <laughs> the girl like back here. Oh, jeez. And now looking back in hindsight, like, why the hell would you even bring right, your girlfriend? Right. We've been that friends for seven or six, seven years. Yeah, right? at that point. Yeah. So fast forward to last spring. Oh, no, we're like best friends at this point in Atlanta. He's a big member at turn or supporter. Yeah. Spinning or yeah. cycling, not in orange shorts. I was going to ask about the shorts. No, we can't find them. God, I wish we could. <laughs> um, but he is part of he's doing man and women of the year yeah. for LLS. Yep. And boy, does that not bring people close together because it's vulnerable. You got to raise money. He has to tell his story. I'm on the team. Turn does a fundraiser. We just become extremely close. Yeah. And like literally the light switch went off and it went from me like thinking, oh my God, I could never date him, you know, time period to, oh my God, he's so hot. He's awesome. He's this great guy. And leave it to tequila. So side note, I love tequila and everybody at Turn knows it. I got eight bottles for my birthday. Shout out to the Turn fam. Leave it to a night on tequila almost a year ago, like in my birthday-ish, yeah. August 30th. August, yeah. We get wasted and he confesses his love to me <gasps> oh with my, my sister-in-law gosh. and her best friend out one night. Oh my gosh. And the week before he had gone to, I was in uh, Most Eligible. Yeah. And he came to the party with me and later to find he was like, I wasn't going to let you go to that. Cause Alone. it was like a week before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he confesses love to me, like made out all night, like legit just made out like old school, high school <laughs> He's days. Be so mad at you. And then we had to go and we were drunk as shit. Right. Yeah. I taught two classes the next morning. Oh, the I go in like glowing because yes. I'm like giddy. Yeah. Thank God. Emily had brought Chick-fil-A in that day. Cause I <laughs> stuffed the biscuit. And then we went to the Clemson game with my father that day. And the rest is history. We now live together. We are madly in love. Aww. And he's like turned. It's like perfect. All I mean, in God's timing though. Yeah. Eight years ago, it wasn't right. Right. And we both, he, he tells me like still to this day, he just was not ready. No. And I'm like, yeah. I know you weren't ready. Yeah. We're 28 year old boy. You were so the- immature back then. <laughs> and you did not know how to treat me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think your story is just one to prove that. Like you said, and as stupid as it sounds, everything does happen for a reason, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to see it when you're in it. 
you don't see it when you're in it. You know, and, and nobody just, can tell you otherwise. But you have to have faith, mm-hmm. and you have to you have to keep moving forward, even if it's an inch, right? You just have a to keep. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, anything, yeah. even if you stay still that day. Yeah. Right. As long as you are believing and and working towards something and putting things in perspective I think that's the biggest thing for me like I think everything that happens in my life like even when I get fired from the company that I built you know it I was really mad for a day but the next day I was like six months from now, this isn't gonna matter right and let me just side note that was like the news of Atlanta <laughs> fitness world. I can't tell you how many calls or texts oh or DMs I got from that. I think everyone else was more concerned than I was. I wasn't concerned at all. I was like, fuck yeah, go yeah. on with your bad self. I think we like talked about it. Yeah, we did that week. Yeah. yeah. It was like, bye. Yeah. But it, again, it's the old me 10 years ago that would have spiraled me. I would have been back to the therapist, back on my medication. Like, but I have learned so much. I have come so far, just like you have, that when when tough things happen, like COVID and everything going on this year, it's like, this is just part of my story. And this will help me be able to help other people at some point. I don't even know what that looks like. Right. But just trusting that process. Yeah. I, I say this daily and everybody at turn hears it all the time. Faith over fear. 100%. If you don't say that every day, write it on your mirror. Even if you don't believe it, fake it. Yeah. And at some point it will get into yep. your subconscious. Yeah. So Ashley, where yeah. can we find you? Yeah. Well, um, you can find me at, or on Instagram, Facebook, my, my damn email and phone get blown mm-hmm, up too, mm-hmm. but it's at turn underscore Ashley at turn underscore ATL is the main turn mm-hmm. page and turnstudio.com. First class is free. We're not like any other awesome studio. Yep. Um, we welcome all. We're not intimidating. And, and there's more than spin. You've got an upstairs. Yeah, we the have mez. the Mez, yep. which is TRX-based functional yep. strength training. We have a double shot, half of thir- 30 minutes of cycling, 30 minutes of hit, yoga, yeah, cardio dance. Once we get through COVID, right, we'll be back. Right. Um, right in Sydney Springs off of Roswell. On, what's yeah. is it? Mount Vernon Road? It's or Mount what? Vernon. Yeah. At the yeah. brand new City Springs development over there across Beautiful from Flower facility. Child. Yeah. That's yeah. always like a, oh, I know where Flower Child is. <laughs> I'm like, well, turn is really big across from it. <laughs> exactly. We're right there. We're right there. Well, yeah. thank you so no, much thank for you, sharing Meg. your I appreciate story. You. And uh, um, if anyone is looking to get their spin on or just wants to reach out, you know where to find her. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're just starting your journey and starting a business or entrepreneurship or Shit, you just want to talk more to me because I'm that fun. Reach out. (laughs) My door is open. Thank you, Ashley. This episode was sponsored by ProVital Solutions. Make sure to visit ProVitalSolutions.com and enter six feet above at checkout to get your 5% discount. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Six Feet Above podcast. I'm your host, Megan Armstrong. Subscribe so you never miss another episode as a new episode is released every Tuesday. And if you're enjoying the series, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Follow the show on Instagram at Six Feet Above Podcast to keep the conversation going and feel free to reach out to me directly at Megstagram11. This episode is a product of Audiographies, produced by Megan Armstrong and Denora Sapolia, edited by Jacob Smullian, and the music is by Keenan Willis. I'll see you next time.